Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Slayer Layer, a podcast where we talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we are watching and chatting about the episode Lie to Me. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Slayer Lair. We're your hosts. I'm Jen. Uh, I have the Stakeometer of Raw, so nice and pink on the inside with a little bit <laughs> of blood seeping out. Um, so I've, you know, only this is my first rewatch of Buffy. So a lot of um, first time. I mean, I guess not really first time, but really the first time because when you did something in the 90s doing it again now it is like it's the first time so basically i'm like madonna's like a virgin because <laughs> i'm a virgin again <laughs> uh i i'm amanda i am on the steak a meter steak o meter i am a medium well done steak not as bloody as jen i still remember what it's like to have buffy inside of me <laughs> um uh definitely watched all the episodes when they first came out in the 90s but have done some rewatches since then since then um so some stuff stuck some stuff uh jumps out at me almost like it's the first time especially in this episode that we'll talk about um but yeah welcome back and my name is chris on the stake o meter i am too well done i am a charred chewy <laughs> disgusting piece that you can barely get down and i am so thrilled to bring my unpalatable <laughs> Um, amount of Buffy Lord to the podcast. I'm having <laughs> such a good time rewatching these episodes that are so close to my heart. I think if we were shifting this to a um, you know, a Madonna song version, <laughs> I would probably be Papa Don't Preach <laughs> carrying Spike's love child. <laughs> I feel like well done steak is definitely yeah. Let's come on, carne asada. Let's go. Like Dude, you no, carne asada like, is not the same as well done steak. <laughs> I mean, it's beef. It's, it's like beef. a steak that you have know. to put ketchup on, dude. Where okay, you have to sorry. like drink some water to I be able to chew it. I haven't eaten beef in like eight years. I don't. <laughs> I assume it's like carne asada. <laughs> no, dude. Carne oh, asada okay. is still juicy unless okay. it's like <laughs> fucked up making it. It would be like <laughs> overcooked chicken, dude. Just like super okay, dry, sure, gross sure. chicken. Yeah. Okay. No one wants that. Where you, like your jaw hurts from chewing it. I would say it's I'd like rather have dude. I'd rather have well done chicken than rare chicken. Sure. <laughs> I'll say that. I'll say yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, welcome back. Wow. Yeah. Good intro. There's lots of daddy spike stuff happening. Um, this episode again. Thank thank the Hellmouth for that the gift of daddy spike but before we jump in chris let's give us give us some episode specs okay yes so as we mentioned this is the seventh episode of the second season it was released november 3rd 1997 and this is an episode that was both written and directed by joss whedon 
Um, one fun little fact that I just could not help myself looking up is that we see a new character in the show this episode. Um, his name will be Ford, and he has had a rich industry presence <laughs> in the late 90s. He was really popping off, y'all. He had a key character in one of my favorite movies, Pleasantville, playing Mark Slackey, number two. <laughs> what a superstar. <laughs> so His license plate definitely says <laughs> Star-eyed, star-eyed. Dude, I also spent like a good 20 minutes Googling who is Diego, because Diego is who I recognize, and he was like a side character in so much shit from the 90s and the early 2000s. But the one I was like, oh, now I know who he is. Okay. If you guys have seen Liar Liar. Okay, yeah. Okay, he's yes. the dude with the pimple, the huge like pimple on his nose. <laughs> like he's like an intern or something. Wow. And, yeah. That guy's that, way more famous. <laughs> I get I okay, so he was in like Hella on his IMDb. I saw like Hella TV shows. Like he was in like um home improvement, probably for like an episode, like hella shit like that. Um, and then all the movies, I guess he was in, I like read the names, but it's not like he's someone that's like on the cover of the, sure. <laughs> the movie. Like he's just in it. He's so deep in like, the credits. Yeah. yeah. He's deep in the credits. Um, but yeah. He was I only there for one the day. Yeah. Of filming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait. Okay. So this dude, the Ford guy in Pleasanton, he was one of the people who like, broke the window of the um and he like didn't like the paintings of the boobs oh, <laughs> the in colored paintings he was yes. like basically like a, a republican <laughs> i think it's what they were supposed to be or i don't know um pleasantville <laughs> got a lot of watch time when jen and i were kids <laughs> we are <laughs> this guy was honestly in other things similarly a few episodes here and there but it was Dude, like I could I could see him playing a character that hates boobs because in this episode he definitely had girly pop vibes like I was like queen like go on <laughs> like I was definitely like oh it's Buffy's gay best friend Dude, yeah <laughs> he had his ear pierced and I definitely was like is that the gay side <laughs> it was definitely his limp wrist his <laughs> Are <laughs> a, a very queer coded character. Totally. Okay. Thank you. I was definitely like, I need to check in because I'm getting, you know, a, a vibe, which is cool. I was like, yeah, they were in LA. Come on. They Buffy was are his best, his, his really, best friend. Yeah, they're really physical too. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into it, but yeah. it was weird. It was like a lot of touching like hand holding yeah arms to walk places totally like, things you do when you're kind of a hag you know like, yeah, no. he's like the, that's I like... think he's like the ducky oh yeah. yes yeah the ducky yeah um, pretty in pink pretty in pink oh okay 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 yeah like the friend zone <laughs> okay okay all right well yeah let's let's make sure the audience let's catch them up on everything that happens who ford is um oh wait before we jump in jen what did you think that this episode was going to be about based on the title <laughs> lie to me okay so it's i 
honestly feel like I wasn't too far off. <laughs> it was a little, Did you know it'd so be Buffy getting live too? Yeah, kind of. But okay. like, okay. So I was like, this is going to be about Angel and Buffy. Oh, and they're okay. like toxic as fuck relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, lie to me that you're alive and not vamp so they can bone. And I was thinking, especially since that last episode ended in that makeout sesh when yeah. her mom wasn't home. So yeah, that's kind of what I thought that it was. I mean, it it wasn't really what it was. But I think essentially, I know you were pretty, true. you it's were good. Yeah, you were halfway there. I think pretty but close. Definitely, close. the episode is all about lies. Like they did not bury the theme on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everyone lies to Buffy and also each other mm-hmm. throughout the whole episode. So. And themselves. And themselves. themselves. Oh, yes. Yes. It's a lot of like, yeah, doing that thing where you think something really excellent is going to happen. Something is going to like change your life if you just keep reaching for it and never acknowledging that like you're full of shit. So (laughs) that's the takeaway, I think, with this one. Let's all be realistic with our goals. With that, let's jump into the episode. I love this is probably like top five opening scenes for me because yeah. it was very Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Um, it was like nighttime on a playground. Name a more scary iconic duo. Yeah. <laughs> on a playground. We have merry-go-rounds moving by themselves. We have empty swings swinging. We have an empty like climbing structure. It's like midnight darkness flies. And then we see a little boy that's like, <laughs> Come on, mom she's always late and that's literally me as a baby (laughs) (laughs) I identified as that I was the last person to be picked up from school because my mom had to work dude Dude, it's okay. It's why you're funny now. So. Yeah, honestly, so this kid you don't think that if you were going to be that late, you'd, <laughs> you were going to be like, dude, just walk home. Like, how big is Sunnydale? Sunnydale? Just fucking walk home. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't, I at least wouldn't, I'd be like, go wait at Burger King. I wouldn't be like, wait at the haunted. Yeah, or like playground. get a ride from whatever parent of kids that you were obviously yeah. hanging out with <laughs> because it is like midnight creepy it's not just like oh it just got dark yeah. and like you're at the park by yourself it's like no. it is not dusk it's so late that oh dude it is no come it's, in. Definitely. it's so creepy dude it's four o'clock at daylight savings it literally <laughs> it could be early it could be early dude it's that dark <laughs> Um, but there's definitely mist on the ground. Shit's moving by itself. I don't understand why this kid didn't run away. Like, I would have been fucking hella scared if I was there by myself. But this kid has a lot of sheer will of, like, stamina. Because as soon as a scary, like, woman shrouded in white walks through the mist and is like, oh, you lost. <laughs> he totally talks to her like, like it's a normal person. <laughs> um this person is Drusilla, amazing. Um, she offers to walk the little boy home. Dude, um, at one she point... like sings the creepiest song. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Run and catch the lamb is caught in the blackberry patch. 
that is the most Victorian like children's lullaby I've ever heard. Dude, and the kid still does not run away, to which he responds, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. What the fuck? Because that's all they teach you in school. So quickly. They're like, McGruff the crime dog did not prepare me for this situation, dude. At this point, I'm like, wait, is this going to be another Steve, baby Steve Jobs, like anointed mm. one? Because he's like not running away, dude. Um, That's true. Yeah. Uh, and oh, I do need to point out that like at one point, Drusilla like grabs onto like one of the bars of the play structure and she has the dopest reverse manicure. Yeah. Best nails of the show so far. It's like, um, what is it? It's like the a French the- manicure. Yeah, like a French manicure, but it's like black over black nail polish. Yeah, right? it looks dope, dude. Yeah, yeah I know. Like I mean, silver on black. Like, yeah. Why don't we still do that? <laughs> I remember those being so huge around then. The like, dude, and French then it's like, with, like a color did she underneath. get those when she died, or does she go to like a special vamp like manicurist? Don't you think the well, light, the UV, if it's the light that they do for the gel would <laughs> turn her <laughs> dust, dude? So it's like have her nails just been like that since she fucking died i do feel like your nails keep growing after you die like that is a thing that happens but since vampires don't decompose or age it does seem like they're sort of suspended in that time so yeah, I'm okay. gonna say that even though that's hella a 90s look, she got that gel done back when she died <laughs> in like yeah. the 1800s. Drusilla started that. Dude. She was definitely like shitting in an alley, but she had a manicure. <laughs> okay, no, my headcanon is that Spike gives her manis. Ooh, yeah, that definitely does. <laughs> yeah, because he's a daddy. That's his aftercare. Dude. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he's a daddy like that. <laughs> Wow, canon, canon. Yeah. Um, okay. And so basically this little boy who has not run away yeah. obviously needs to be saved, thank God, because sexy angel shows up looking fine as fuck, dressed in like CEO, like modern CEO business attire. It's so <laughs> hot. <laughs> he looks fine as fuck. Um, and he's like, run away, little boy. <laughs> yeah. Which is like he could have done that the whole time dude. so he lived close <laughs> enough to walk home this whole time and he needs to be told by a man <laughs> dude this is like already has daddy strangers <laughs> yeah dude he obviously has daddy issues dude he's waiting for his mom he <laughs> comes from a single mom dude yeah <laughs> He's, he's, I can smell it all over him. Um, so, okay. So this, okay. This is a big reveal for everybody mm-hmm. in the audience here because Drusilla regards Angel and she calls him my angel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hello, Drusilla. So they, they know each other. And he, he acknowledges that he does remember the songs her mummy used to sing. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some history there um angel tells her like you and spike need to leave town she's like no i'm good we're not gonna leave um and then drusilla's like basically just like i know that you like love the slayer and meanwhile buffy is like walking along on the roof 
overlooking this like playground i'm assuming it's like a school like maybe a middle school or some shit i don't know there's a building close by and she sees this scene happening like overlooking angel and drusilla talking yeah dude and like drusilla is being very overtly sexual because like that is the only speed she has (laughs) it's like she i also have decided that her she is a sexy baby (laughs) (laughs) i'm a very sexy baby (laughs) that's her (laughs) and so she's just like being a sexy baby and um buffy sees it and he's she's like wow angel's really into this sexy baby (laughs) like and since buffy has like hella low self-esteem and struggles with jealousy she is real fucking upset (laughs) dude my whole thing was like has she never seen a vampire conversation before like vampires when they're talking when they're talking (laughs) about like the weather or some shit or where they want to go to dinner they're like oh <laughs> they're like stroking each other's faces yeah it's like that is totally just like a normal like part of their culture like it doesn't mean that they're fucking like they're just talking dude if this episode had happened in 2023 it would have just been that like angel liked drusilla's instagram picture <laughs> and buffy would be like who yes. is this bitch yeah. yeah no it was like yeah buffy should be acquainted with like the ways of the vampire and that they're just overtly sexual that's kind of just their thing yeah dude <laughs> for sure <laughs> <laughs> it's like her next lesson from Giles. He's like, okay, an important thing we haven't talked about yet is how sultry vampire on vampire conversations can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has just uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> he has puppets. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, she is not, she's not amused by this. She sees her man with some fucking side piece. Um, and that's the end of the first scene. So the next day we're back at school. Um, Miss Calendar and Giles are arguing about a date that Miss Calendar has set up because it's a secret surprise date, and Giles is so concerned because he's like, What do I wear? <laughs> it cannot be a secret. <laughs> How do I dress for a secret date? Dude, honestly, valid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to know, like, is it medium smart or <laughs> Do you have to have full fancy dress? Describe it to me in Downton Alley vocabulary. (laughs) Exactly, dude. Exactly. What are we doing? White tie. Are we going to a barbecue so it's black tie? Will there be stairs? (laughs) Do I need ibuprofen for my joints? (laughs) Exactly, dude. Exactly. Um, And then basically she's like, do you even have any other clothes? And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm a tweet. I only you tweet. Know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she loves it. Um, and then Giles walks off with Buffy. She reports on the night the rounds from the night before. She totally does not say that she fucking went into a jealous rage um over seeing angel talking to some rando but she's definitely um, pouty and giles she's super it. pouty yeah. he's like you need the night off hang out with angel and she's like well maybe he has plans <laughs> <laughs> yeah like dude no obviously <laughs> that's it 
Didn't you guys like, already go through this literally last episode? Every episode, dude. Like, I know, definitely next... don't communicate about it, though. Like, dude, next definitely... Halloween, she's going to be a sexy baby for Halloween. <laughs> 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 to, like, act out her anger. She's going to be like, do you like my pigtails? <laughs> <laughs> um, And then we get Willow and Buffy just, like, passing notes back and forth in class, which is just super classic. Um... And they're learning about Marie Antoinette in class. And Cordelia is, like, super vibing with Marie Antoinette. Which, honestly, is she is ahead of her time. Because Marie Antoinette was hella vilified. (laughs) (laughs) And Cordelia gets it. And so, and not even the teacher recognizes. Because I guess in high school class of anything, you're not really getting, like, a deep dive. Right? So, they're like, yeah um she was deserved to be beheaded or whatever they yeah Cordelia was like she cared about the peasants she even wanted to give them K totally yes (laughs) which is amazing (laughs) I loved that I loved it It was a very impassioned speech yeah yeah dude um it was interesting too because in the um you know let them eat cake which is like incorrectly quoted of her which Mm -hmm. is so it's another lie dude that like Mm -hmm. history tells us Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Marie Antoinette she was a real one rest in rest in paradise (laughs) yeah but yes Cordelia you can tell that she's had these feelings the whole like chapter that they've been reading in that class she's been thinking about this because she yeah she basically goes off um all while Buffy and Willow are passing notes about this trifling ass <laughs> fucking random that Buffy saw Angel with last night. Um, and as the gang's leaving class, they're like talking about the mystery lady. Dude, yeah, because when- <laughs> Buffy's like, she had dark hair, was pretty, and had an old dress. Immediately, <laughs> Willow was like, oh, a vampire? <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, obviously. <laughs> and then all of a sudden this random dude walks up on their convo and we end up finding out that this is billy fordham oh uh yeah billy fordham so ford (laughs) quote unquote is what he's called the rest of the episode wow that is a colonizer's name if i've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) okay That is like, did he, he is white? <laughs> did so... he? Did his grandfather sign the beginning Declaration of Independence, dude? It's like Fordham and shit. Come on, <laughs> that's an old name. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's low. That's that's also headcanon. Everyone. <laughs> um. So he. Okay. So not only does he just walk up on, he knows where they are, which is weird. He finds yeah. them in the school. Um, knows Buffy and Buffy explains to the gang that they've known each other they went to school in LA for seven years um she he was Buffy's fifth grade crush and she also fucking exposes herself in HD by saying that she listened to the when I think about you I touch myself song and would think about him I definitely had to pause to like furiously write that down (laughs) like wait 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 yeah um and she immediately is like i mean i didn't know what it mean what it meant <laughs> like i didn't know what that song was about it's like really in fifth grade 
honestly, it does end the scene at the very mm-hmm. end of that scene when Ford and Buffy have walked away. The last piece of dialogue is Willow saying, oh, that's what that song is about. Which really just gives us a peek into Willow's blossoming sense of sexuality. Mm-hmm. We we figure in it out still. <laughs> Dude, it was such a weird thing to divulge. It was it was a weird thing to have in that dialogue. I don't know. It what? it just was like, I mean, it's not a weird thing for Buffy to have done because it was like whatever, 1990 or some shit at that point, or whatever, however old she was, but uh, it was just weird, a weird thing for Buffy to just like say out loud. I don't and know. it was right after like while they were talking, he was holding both of her hands. Yeah. Like they're talking to each other, facing each other with Willow and Xander just like awkwardly on the side. And they're gazing into each other's eyes, talking about their fifth grade crush. And then they sit down. She drags him by the hand to sit next to her. They're touching knees, and she's like, mm, yes, remember that divinal song? <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird moment. I don't know. It just didn't feel natural. And then this dude, weird. so he has like a pierced ear, and then he is wearing this like bright orange sweater vest uh-huh. with like a t shirt underneath, which is just like a fucking choice, man. <laughs> 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 it's very Chandler Bing for sure (laughs) it is it is so true oh my god um yeah and his whole thing is he's like I transferred here to Sunnydale which is like sus as fuck in the middle of fucking nowhere from LA to finish out my senior year because he's a great above them so he's like finishing out his senior year and it's just like dude come on who does that you don't transfer like in your last year and then there's a million schools in LA why wouldn't you just go to another one instead of having like a fucking didn't he say something like his dad's job moved or something oh shit, okay well let's come back to that because I have a lot of questions about this dude's parents so <laughs> then okay so the gang decides to go to the bronze because they're like we Mm -hmm. need to cheer Buffy up let's go to the bronze and then also Buffy's like I gotta show Ford the cool place in town the (laughs) bronze (laughs) yeah he's from LA he'll definitely be glad there's one single cool place she's like it's the club yeah she says the club for sure (laughs) okay so the next scene is the gang at the bronze Buffy runs into Angel immediately ordering coffee. Yeah, dude. Like, so, he's just there. Yeah, dude. Coffee. And he's getting a drink. And because she's like, I'm going to go get a drink. Quote, right? Like, yeah. And then she, she goes up there. And yeah, Angel is just there getting his own drink from the bronze. And then Ford sees him and is like, who is that? And uh, Willow and Xander are like, oh, that's Buffy's like man or whatever, you know? And he's like oh he doesn't go to school with us he looks older (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah he has on like always business casual attire that's unbuttoned to like the fourth button (laughs) (laughs) I just felt like he Ford was looking at Angel and being like oh good if that's her man she obviously has a thing for sad boys Mm. and Ford is very much a sad boy. yeah he yeah. like everything about his body language 
and his earring are so depressing. He's trying to throw us off with all the orange he wears because he wears it multiple times. He does. <laughs> he has multiple I guess orange that's just his color. <laughs> and yeah, they, I don't know. I guess they're there to like disarm Buffy or whatever. But um, yeah. And then, okay. So Buffy sees Angel and she's like, what'd you do last night? Classic. classic. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he lies and says he stayed in reading when she's like, <laughs> I fucking saw you. No, she doesn't say it. She she's does it like, inside. Oh, she says mm, it. She's like, she mm. says it. <laughs> yeah. And then she's just like, cool. Let's go for a walk forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, and- so Ford and Angel meet. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. like, Ford takes Angel's hand, and all I can think of is that song in Rent, where he's oh, like, cold, cold hands. hands. Yours too. Dude, it was Big. such, it was <laughs> such a rude thing. It's such a rude thing to point out when you're meeting someone for the first time and shaking their hand, being like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, that's just rude. Yeah. So like, that I'm is like, is his dick cold? Ooh. Is I'm- it like, is it, oh, like a l- cold, hard popsicle? <laughs> okay. Also, how does his dick even get hard? There's no have a blood heartbeat. flow, dude. There's no blood flow. Oh, what no. goes in, what rushes into his dick to make it hard? Like, like demon touch. lust or like, like the demon just moves the whole demon has to move into the dick it's like <laughs> to prop it up it takes thoughts <laughs> thoughts and prayers <laughs> wait no but we later see that like angel has blood in his fridge like maybe he like drinks a bag of blood and then, and he, then like, there's focuses blood it to, to focus- his dick yeah yeah, yeah. He's like, that like energy moving? Yeah. Like, I, I visualize this blood in my dick. He's, he's like, I was in reading The Secret last night. <laughs> okay. So the other question I have is at this point, does Ford know that Angel's a vamp? Because he's like, oh, your hands are cold. You look old. I mean, it, because we find out that he, Ford knows about vamps. And so is Dude, he I kind of figuring he, it out or is he just like, you know, not even thinking about it? I think he figured it out because it's like he, yeah, he already knows what vampires look like. Cold hands. He's obviously over a hundred years old. Plus he's wearing <laughs> like number one shade foundation this whole <laughs> episode dude yeah he is bad he's poorly lit he, he has looks like he's foundation, wearing... but then also that like weird peat like fucking peach pink like lipstick on like his lips are so pink and his foundation is so white dude. Yeah. yeah so I think it's clear I feel like that's what I looked like when I first started putting makeup on yeah and he looks like blue eyeshadow added to the mix dude it looks like when you digital cameras used to have like flash and like when you would have your foundation on it would look normal but when you would look at flash pictures, it would be super white. Like, Dude, I think that like. that is what happened is happening because like he looks good in all of the dark scenes, but yeah. whenever he's lit, like in the bronze, or later on we see him like in some rooms or whatever, he looks fucking scary. It's like they only had one makeup. 
for him and they were fixing it on the different lighting yeah mm-hmm. yeah so oh, I think she's figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see what was on Willow's shirt? No. I meant to pause it and go back. The button but, up? Yeah, it was a button up and it was like a, a repeating pattern. It looks like of one of those like things faces. you like focus on and it's like penguins, you know, if you're like, you know, like, it was, oh, like, like the magic puzzles or yeah. whatever. It was That's just lines and like. lines of faces, and I couldn't tell if I should be offended by it or not, depending <laughs> on what the faces were. Oh, but I was like handwriting my notes this round, and I was just oh. like, there's no time. <laughs> I'll never get through it. Dude, no, the optical illusion got me. I just saw it as like patterned shirt. I didn't even see any. We'll let Any this one slide then, Willow. If it wasn't yeah. it, we missed it. So we'll say it, it was, was dog whistle. It was subtle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so Buffy walks away with Ford all pissy. Willow, bless Willow. She's like, well, I mean, Angel, like we can still like play pool, right? And the camera goes back to where Angel was standing and he's just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> honestly dude awesome. he pulled an amanda he pulled an amanda <laughs> he was like i actually don't want to be part of this anymore <laughs> and then you're just gone <laughs> it's definitely oh a superpower yes, <laughs> it is for yes. sure <laughs> uh the ultimate irish exit <laughs> <laughs> um so ford and buffy are dude, honestly long. angel is old enough to like be offended have invented and called Irish. <laughs> oh, I it's thought you like, were gonna say I thought you were gonna say he invented it. It's like to the the point when calling someone Irish was like hella offensive. <laughs> in America we were really fucked up Irish people in this time period. <laughs> A lot of times, but specifically when Angel died. It was yes, really bad. Angel's time period. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> What would you call it? Like a queen's exit? <laughs> wow, dude, that's excellent. <laughs> that's definitely a queen's exit. That sounds like when you have like one of those poops that doesn't leave anything to wipe. <laughs> a freshly waxed beehole poop. <laughs> A queen's that exit. is definitely what a queen's poop would be. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, that's a new that's a new saying that we have now. That's what I'm gonna say now. That's how I'm gonna describe it. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. Uh. So Ford and Buffy, they're outside. They're walking along. They're talking about Angel and Buffy's super complicated toxic relationship. Um. When all of a sudden. Buffy has to go stop a vampire gangbang that's gonna happen in it a is dark like alley. One hundred percent, like a Brock Turner situation, dude. Because like, she, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, it's like, it was weird. This girl runs away because Buffy goes crying. It's like, oh, and she's like hell crying, disheveled. Her clothes are ripped. She come to find out she was by the dumpsters, dude. And it's yeah, like, that's why wow. I was like. <laughs> Dude, can we talk about how, so she, as described, runs out from a dark alley, disheveled clothing, obviously crying, not like quietly tears streaming. Wailing, no wailing. But like wailing, dude, I think that the subtitles on my end said whimpering, but it was a wail. Yeah. It was a wail. And 
Ford like sees this happen, she runs past him, audibly crying. And he does not look back at her at all. He shows mm. zero signs of concern mm-hmm. for this person. Obviously, this was a moment of being like, this guy has his own agenda. Mm-hmm. He is here looking for something specifically. He has like eyes on the prize mm-hmm. and nobody else fucking matters. So very much a Brock Turner situation. Well, dude, that's why she had to be saved by Swedes. <laughs> totally, Swedes, dude. Swedes on bikes. This exactly. Week. Because all the American dudes are just like, walk, let, like, walk past. Like, whatever. Which honestly is like the most Palo Alto thing ever. Yeah. It's like, there's just some Swedes on bikes <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the fucking night. <laughs> well, it goes to show you, though. It's a pattern. They weren't, yeah. they weren't wrong writing this character. Um... um and yeah. so she, Ford, kind of like turns the corner and sees Buffy fighting a vamp. And right as she stakes it, and it's like, and like dusts and shit. And then um, she turns around, Buffy turns around, sees Ford's there. And she's like, oh, there were some cats fighting. Like, no big <laughs> deal. That's all you're hearing. Which honestly, cats fighting do make crazy sounds. <laughs> That kind of sounds so like wait, and sometimes so you, you like, would have like, believed that you would have believed that if like, you that's what chased like, the if woman out from the dark alley. Like if you had it, if you hadn't have seen me dust the vampire, and I was just like, oh, there was cats. You'd be like, oh yeah, for sure, dude. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> if you were like some crazy alley cats were just fighting back here, and they almost fucking killed that woman. <laughs> they almost raped her because <laughs> they have those spiky dicks, dude. <laughs> Cats are totally rapists. And so I have to be like, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense to me. Um, and it makes sense why Buffy would need a weapon to wield to their savage. And they're obviously like starving because they were trying to eat a person. <laughs> and they were at the dumpster already. So they were just like, like, like looking like... for fish heads and stuff. And honestly, dude, like your brain is going to obviously be like, yeah, you were, that was cats. Not like, I don't know. I think that you were killing vampires. <laughs> Like, it's gonna take what i mean we might we might but not like random people yeah yeah yeah, for yeah sure. totally but i think that that's why we know now this is our first little hint that maybe ford is not mm. a random person right totally. because yeah most people what we've learned in any kind of like magic or fantasy lore is that most people aren't fucking paying attention mm-hmm. and don't know what is going on enough to except the wondrous magical things that are happening in their presence and so yeah you would expect that this bro with his fucking orange closet (laughs) full of (laughs) accessories like isn't paying enough attention and yeah we find out that there's a little more going on under the surface than we were aware of yeah um and it's pretty crazy because you know ford finds her killing a vampire but not only is he like yeah like it's a vampire like vampires exist he takes it one step further and he's like i know you're the slayer yeah which, which is, is crazy crazy and then i was like okay so now i guess we're kind of dipping into like movie territory right mm. because they went to high school together right so he's kind of like oh i figured some shit out from high school 
this dude is not a character in the movie. Like, there's not a Billy Fordham or whatever. Ford, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there is not a character of this dude in the movie. So he, um, but yeah, so it's like, okay, I guess maybe you could have figured it out. It seems like a leap to know that there is a Slayer. Like, that seems like pretty... Uh in the lore right Uh like maybe being like okay you kill vamps but i don't know i guess it's like colloquially we're like vampire slayers like you know Uh like they know about van helsing or whatever exactly right like we know from pieces of literature written hundreds of years ago (laughs) that vampire slayers are kind of a thing right so i guess but he didn't say you're a yeah he's like you're the slayer yeah which is kind of deep yeah to know which was weird it was super weird and I don't really feel like they explain how he knows they did they don't yeah that type of exposition we can only assume he read it in a book because that's how knowledge or maybe he went to like dial like a watcher vamp union meetings you know (laughs) (laughs) and that's how he that's how he figured it out I think too it's like a without trying to give away the twist at the end I think that it is kind of a hint that this is not your average knowledge seeker this guy put in some fucking work to find these things out and obviously has a drive and like purpose he went on the net yeah yeah Okay, well, we find out that's actually a really good thing because we kind of start to find out what is the angle here. He doesn't care about rape. He matriculates halfway through senior year (laughs) to a random (laughs) town in the middle of nowhere. So what really is happening here? So the camera kind of follows forward as he's walking down a dark alley. He knocks on a scary dungeon door, the kind that has like a slidey peaky hole (laughs) for people to like for you to give the password to or whatever. And he walks into the dopest goth club. I want to go there. It's so sick. He walks past someone that's randomly wealthy. Yeah, dude. Like the sparks are shooting everywhere. One of those warehouses. Yeah, where they like make sparks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But also there's like cyber uh, goth music playing. Dude, yeah. It's exactly like in the movie Blade. Yeah. There's like that hella sexy vamp party. (laughs) Dude, that is hella what it was making me think yeah. of like only less sexy because I think yeah. it was rated R and it's movies so yeah, <laughs> really yeah. got to pull out all the stops there um yeah it was less sexy because and so I think because it's less sexy you can tell that these people aren't vampires uh, like they're more gothic totally. they're more gothic like they're having normal conversations yes. over drinks where yeah. they're not like almost tonguing each other like yes, talking dude. about the score football game or whatever yeah. people <laughs> like, definitely saw mcr live like this, this is this Dude, is that's why i want to go there <laughs> yes my people that's why we love them so much <laughs> dude and like he goes and talks to this guy who's wearing it's a the pimple guy and a cravat so this is dude. liar liar pimple guy this is oh my god <laughs> wonderful <laughs> and he's like calls him marvin and marvin's like my name's diego <laughs> call me diego <laughs> okay so we're picking names new names um (laughs) and i guess diego is more i don't know sexy (laughs) 
Yeah, Diego is his persona when he puts on the Diego cape. Diego fucks. Oh, as soon yes. as he has the cape on, he's like, call me Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. He's like visualizing like cover of romance novel mm-hmm. artwork. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that dude's name's Diego. That's actually true. Dude, so also with like the creepy goth music, you also see that somehow there's like a projector playing an old Mm -hmm. black and white Dracula movie in the background. And I think that we can all agree that Dracula fucks. Yeah, dude. I think that that's mm-hmm. what all of the movies are about. It's literally. <laughs> no, that's why I'm so shocked. Whole thing, dude. It's his whole thing, dude. And he has a cape. So, honestly, Marvin, mm. not a bad idea, bro. Like, uh-huh. it, it you can tell that Marvin lays down at the club. He lays down, not yeah, when he's Marvin. When he's Diego, he lays down. Yeah, and Marvin does not. Marvin <laughs> doesn't doesn't hit, dude. And so, and, yeah. Yeah, it seems like Marvin is kind of like maybe our logistics guy Mm. because he says something about how they only have this property leased for like X amount more time, Mm -hmm. which is like, how the fuck a high school group of teenagers (laughs) lease this dope ass property? Well, okay, wait, if they're all from LA, LA, yeah, if they're all from LA, yeah. So they they're trust fun vampires, dude. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly, <laughs> dude. They're like, oh, I hate my life. <laughs> All the money dude, my daddy gave me. No, more like I love my life. I want to live forever. Is okay. basically what it is. <laughs> because, um, so basically, I love the scene. So he's in the goth club they're watching dracula movies they're also like drinking it's already waved over them the bronze because they're definitely drinking booze it's amazing he pop ford pops a riddle <laughs> he's like riddling and then like a pillow's put in his hand well he, he pops says it, and he's it like, but i think he says it in the way because the, the, the dude was like the lease is going to be up to me, when he said riddle i thought that he was saying they're going to sell Ritalin to like make money Oh, okay. but then he pops it. He pops. I know, so dude. I but later on, I actually think that that's a different kind of pill. <laughs> yes, dude. I think that oh, he's like taking it... the pill, and the guy's like, "What is that?" And he's like, "Ritalin." Anyways, oh, that's like, totally not deflect, how I took it. Deflect, deflect, deflect. Uh, okay, yes. That makes I more was sense. like, I was like, Ford is addicted to Ritalin. <laughs> my notes literally say, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, I was like, like... "You're gonna become like a crew." goth crew that slangs Ritalin to like make money to keep their Dude, sex dungeon. I need to be there so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so dope. <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, I was like, kind of like, dude, they're in a culty death pack yes. youth group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's the vibe that it I has was Calling it a youth cult. group is so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking funny. <laughs> that is what it is. Like, in all ages, youth group. Yeah. Cult, this death is cult. their lock-in. They're doing a lock-in. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, they're preparing yeah. for it. <laughs> so he pops a riddle and not riddle in, and he's like, This is for true believers only. Soon we'll be able to do what every American teen deserves to do die young and stay pretty. <laughs> yeah. I guess I like, that was the whole dude, that was go the off, thing. Queen. Go off. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I want to be part of the 27 club. Yeah. <laughs> he's like full James Deaning or whatever, you know. <laughs> he's like, that's a but I guess that is um, like dying young. I feel like is hella like romanticized, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, 
that way you're you know just immortalizing everything that at that moment you think is amazing right which is fucked because now looking back it's like dude (laughs) that's not even the good times (laughs) unless you're peaking unless you peaked in high school I like maybe you should just die young think that that is something that people who are 30s say (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe it's cool but maybe (laughs) it was dope to not have to pay rent I'll say that (laughs) it was yeah I guess (laughs) I feel like everything else wasn't really worth it (laughs) like I guess I started paying rent when I was like 16 too okay okay so it's not as yeah I was like fucking working time already (laughs) to like pay bills when I was 16 um and yeah, dude, it's like chill or whatever. And it is cool that like, you know, you can't get charged. It was for dope felony. to have energy. Everything and your, and your, knees do, your knees don't crack as much, which is nice. Yeah. Okay. And it's fun when like your mental health disorder has only hit a little bit. So you're mm-hmm. like, oh, let's all die young. LOL, LOL, LOL. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I could get, <laughs> I could get wasted like way more times a week. Yeah, Which dude. Was dope. And then like get raped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that happens at any age. I feel like sure, that's time. But I feel that's like timeless. by the time you're 30, you're like, okay, I'm not getting drunk in these specific places, and like, <laughs> I'm not drinking a drink that someone hands me. You know, you're just more aware. Not that like always you can predict. You know, but I dude, just feel like I think aware, you dude. should speak for yourself because I would definitely drink a drink that's handed to me. I did that two years ago. I picked up random drinks off the table and drank. Sure. <laughs> That's true, dude. That's true. But you weren't like alone, or like no, that's the only one there. And you're not like hanging out with fucking forty-five year olds who are like, oh, you're so mature, mature. (laughs) And I guess the only people that were tying me up when I was blacked out was you guys, and you were like not letting in restraining me and stuff. So that's true, dude. And we only let it go so far. Yeah. (laughs) We only slapped you with dildos. In the face. That's true. In the face. In the face. I'm just saying it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Depending on where you are in your life, at some periods you'd rather die. Like, I guess if you were going to be immortal and, like, have an immortal body, I would want it to be a younger body. Yeah, but I feel like 25 to 27, dude. Like, your brain's not even fully developed when you're in fucking high school, dude, you know? Listeners, Mm -hmm. what do you think? (laughs) If you know us personally, hit us up. When did we let us know? Do you you wish that you had joined a suicide cult when you were in high school? Or are you a relatively well-balanced adult? Let us know. We want to hear your answers. Yeah, just go on to www.slayerlayer.com. Dot com, pods, dot com. Yeah, Slayer Let us pod. know. 1-800-SUICIDE-HOTLINE. <laughs> and let us know. Either way, these dudes want to die, which is these only relatable. We can like, all agree it's relatable. And they not okay, only wait, do they want to We die. also have a Twitter account. And it's Slayer Lair <laughs> Pod. Us. Yeah. So wait, tweet start us. a poll. Start a poll. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, tweet us at Slayer Layer Pod. Do you wish you were dead? Yeah. Or like what age? Yeah, what age? 
Wait, are the okay? Are the listeners saying what age they want to die, or what age they think it'd be best that we die both. as people? Okay, both, both, both. <laughs> age, age, sex, location. Yeah. <laughs> so this what poll age do you wish you is only for Maggie. I just, we want Maggie to go on the Twitter. <laughs> so please, dude, no, go to she's the Twitter, super Maggie. healthy, dude. She's super healthy. She'd be right. like, I want to live for hella long. <laughs> okay, okay, that's true love you maggie thanks for listening anyways um the next scene is a good scene because it's angel going to willow and being like i need your help and willow is wearing the biggest baseball t-shirt i've ever seen in my life i'm like i need that what the fuck yeah it's like a giant pajama shirt but baseball shirt yeah it's awesome too (laughs) i want one so bad and she's wearing the darkest lipstick like oh darker than she wears in the day like she has on her like (laughs) bedtime lipstick Wait, are you sure she has lipstick yes. on or were Angel's lips so pink no, that it looks like it's normal so lipstick? Dark. It's so this dark. is a season of Willow Dark lipstick for sure. Okay. She is hella coming into her own. And I guess that means wearing dark lipstick. Yeah, Actually, she's trying out the color, dude. She's trying school, out the color. what that means. Yeah, totally. <laughs> she's figuring herself out. And Angel really shows how he is such a fucking boomer and he's like willow can you look something up for me on the net it's like dude that's how giles talks like he's younger than you like he should have said what the web like what dude <laughs> what how, why saying do you, he wouldn't he doesn't even know what a computer is dude he was around with buggies horse and buggy what are you talking about why would he know it's a miracle he even knows the, that the net can be used to search shit. <laughs> like that's already more than most boomers i know dude. <laughs> they think that we know everything what? that we know can you ask jeeves for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, and dude. Willow does. Yeah, she's and like, she yeah, does. I got you, I got you. And so she's searching for Billy Fordham. Like she asked Jeeves is him, and he Willow's like, okay, just really quick, like I need to check in. Like you're just hella tripping on this dude. Like you're just jealous, right? Like what's actually happening here? Like let's actually talk about this. And Angel's like, yeah, I am jealous, but also like my gut is telling me that this something is weird about this dude who meets someone for the first time and comments on their blood circulation like he's fucking rude <laughs> like i need you to see what's <laughs> up with this guy and willow finds that ford isn't even registered at the school so his whole thing about like transferring or whatever that was all a lie dude and then also the show. like this is so pre-columbine that like this dude can just walk into school whenever the fuck he wants no one stops him and he's like i'm a student like dude like dude come on even in never been kissed like she has to like go through the process of registering for the school and like talking to the principal and shit and it's just like dude yeah (laughs) it was a different time yeah it's a different time um okay so willow promises she'll keep looking and they decide oh they have to keep it a secret from buffy more lies lies mm-hmm. upon lies they can't tell buffy because buffy will get all, all upset all wiggy dude. So let's just keep it a, yeah she'll get wiggy 
<laughs> um, so the next day at school, Willow awkwardly runs into Buffy, and I guess having to keep a secret <laughs> is like so intense for her. <laughs> she, yeah, she awkwardly talks about having to go to the computer lab to definitely work on homework. That's why she's going. Gotta go. Uh, basically runs away. Um, Giles runs into Buffy, gives her his pa- his beeper number, which yeah. I was like, she doesn't have it already. What the fuck? Well, it's Miss <laughs> Calendar's, Calendar's beeper. beeper. Oh, he doesn't, yeah, he have, doesn't one have one. He's a boomer too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, here's Miss Calendar's beeper number in case you need me while I'm on this secret date. And that's when Buffy's like, oh yeah, like Ford knows that I'm the Slayer, and so Giles is definitely not cool with that. <laughs> He's like, are you just like telling people now? Like what's going on? Um, but no, I guess Ford has just like figured it out somehow. Um, and actually Buffy's stoked about it. She's kind of like, it's kind of nice that I won't have to, like, here's one more person that I won't have to lead like a double life with. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's actually kind of happy that he knows. And because of that, she doesn't really question, you know, she easily just believes his story mm-hmm. that he pieced it all together. I think because she's distracted by being able to be like herself, like around mm-hmm. her old friend, which is really nice. Um, and then like, I guess she takes him on a tour of the town because at like, night, at night, <laughs> or they've been doing it all day, and now it's <laughs> night or something because they end up back at the school, and she's like, and here's the school again. So it's like, I guess they started there and then just like mm-hmm. walked all around town, right? And it's nighttime, and then like all of a sudden, there are these two vamps just like, like running around <laughs> on campus, which is super weird. Open campus, open campus, <laughs> pre Columbine. Yeah, yeah, totally. They do not have to check in, and she's like, "Oh, it's some vamps," and like gets out her steak, and then she gets like this giant cross out, dude, and <laughs> goes to hand it to him, and she's like, "Here, you can have this," and then he like has his own steak, which so sad doesn't question, dude. It's like, did he whittle that? Is there a <laughs> fucking spike store? Like, where did that come from? So that shit's weird dude and then they go and she has like a classic fight she high kicks a dude in oh the yeah it yeah absolutely awesome. i feel like he's behind her and she high kicks so crazily that her foot goes behind her head to fucking <laughs> kick this vamp in the head it was dope dude she's definitely not been missing training <laughs> <laughs> and then she like goes to go like you know struggle with the dude vamp and mm-hmm. you know kills him and this ford dude is holding down the lady vamp and he's like tell me what i want to know or i'll kill you and then when Buffy comes back, like the vamp is gone and he's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I killed it or whatever. Like it became dust, I guess. Weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> everyone, this episode is centered around lying and everyone is so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And she's just like, cool. <laughs> yeah, she's great job. Awesome. Like, oh, by being the chosen one and like the only person who has the ability to kill vamps and like on a first shot get them directly into the heart is my whole deal but sure <laughs> like this random did it in one shot that makes sense it's cool it's cool no mm-hmm. further questions you know she has lots of trust yes. she's just like okay he he, he must have killed the vampire because he said he did 
And she's just like going through all the shit where she feels like she can't trust Angel. And so she's like, oh, here's this dude who's like my old BF. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I can definitely trust this guy. Um, yeah. Men ain't shit. Men ain't shit. Yeah. That's what this episode is about. <laughs> and then we get more goth club. Yeah. Which is amazing. Angel. They Willow. call it the Sunset Club. Well, that's oh. what it used to be called because Willow finds online that like there is some lease tied to this place that used to be called the Sunset Club. I think that that's what they called it in their lease because isn't it kind of vampy? <laughs> that's a dope name. You know, that's that is a dope name. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. It's like a little sus. If it's an if you know, you know. So do you think it was like a club in the 80s, 70s and 80s that was like a disco club for in Sunnydale where everyone was like doing blow? So they do have a disco ball. Yeah. But also at one point they say that it's a bomb Bomb shelter. shelter. And y'all, it's fucking huge. It's huge. Yeah. It's like for the whole town or some shit. Multi rooms full of goths in with space to weld without hurting anybody (laughs) and they're just like "Mm, yes a bomb shelter that we teenagers were able to like make into a shadow llc (laughs) 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 someone's dad is a lawyer someone's dad is that is how they did oh my god that shit really blew my mind when they said it was a bomb shelter i was like wow dude what a comfy way to survive it's some cold war relic shit dude like it's from sunnydale from like the 60s or whatever it's like was Sunnydale super in danger? Is this the only bomb shelter? I had a lot of questions when they dropped it being a bomb shelter. Like that really shook the. Um, I'm usually pretty accepting of whatever's <laughs> happening in a TV show, but like this really took me out of it. <laughs> was a step too far. Yeah, this was the step too far. Um, so yeah, okay, wait, but this is sunset yeah. and this is also where we find out kind of like their belief system, yeah, like because um this one of uh Ford's friends walks up to them to like welcome them to the club, commending them for having such an open mind about their lord and saviors, the vampires. Yeah, uh, they seem to think that the vampires are friendly, that they okay, don't want to harm and her people. name is Chantrell. <laughs> Which I'm like, that has to be a name she also chose. Like It is so Diego. much better than Diego. <laughs> <laughs> so she and Trell is pretty memorable, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I love how she had straightened hair with like four curls. Like that is such a look. <laughs> and a thick choker, dude. Yeah. Like such a sick, thick choker. So Chantrell, little little spoily. This may not be the only time we see her in the Buffyverse. Okay, cool. In fact, even be someone that we see in the Angel spinoff verse. So just a little for later. Yeah, yeah. A fun thing. I do like how I feel like she has a really healthy way of creating boundaries with someone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really impressed because Angel is basically like, you're a fool <laughs> to think <laughs> that vampires are something to be ideal idealized. And she's like, well, you don't have to be so confrontational about it. And other people can have other viewpoints than yours. And it's like, wow. Yeah. And then she walks away. She doesn't yeah. even fix it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. The queen's exit. <laughs> 
god but yes dude so they call the vampires the lonely ones and they say that this is a way of like elevating your spirit so dude but also scientology vibes (laughs) (laughs) don't you kind of feel like if they call the vamps the lonely ones so then they're like they're lonely we're lonely i want to be that don't you feel like they're not peaking right now (laughs) like you know i think that when you're goth this feels like peaking (laughs) they're like i'm so lonely yeah they're also like this is the hottest we're ever gonna be (laughs) like look at my goth outfit (laughs) i need to like be immortalized and only have this reverse french to manicure for the rest of my life (laughs) like that is what i want to not have to pay to get my nails done like three times a month (laughs) would be ideal (laughs) my daddy's gonna cut me off like Sure. I need my long-term investments. I need to be around alive long enough for my long-term investments to yield. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and then it's also hella funny because, okay, I think that this is a moment. I think that there are many moments that are hard to capture in the podcast, but when you watch the episode, you do really get the vibe that this is a Joss Whedon episode because it mm-hmm. balances so perfectly this like, eerie kind of hauntingly beautiful sad storyline imagining the creepy park again and like these these teenagers who feel some kind of way about their lives so much that they want to become vampires but then it also has these jokes these really funny human to human interactions that are so funny And this was one of my favorite ones that I feel like we can actually capture in words of Angel looking around the room after having that confrontation and saying, like, this is so stupid. Is this what people think vampires look and dress like? (laughs) And a moment later, someone bumps past Angel and he's wearing the exact same (laughs) fit. This, like, red silk, like, deep red silk button up with, like, a black jacket over it. And it was just such a good moment. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was it. It was a two second bit of a joke breaking up all of this sadness. And I just had such a moment of like, man, yeah, this is the sign of mm-hmm. this is a Joss Whedon episode. And even though he's a problematic motherfucker, it did yield good content. So mm-hmm. a moment of appreciation for how funny that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was super funny. Um, so while they are in the goth club, uh, back at the library, Giles and Miss Calendar meet up with Buffy. I guess Buffy like emergency beeped Miss yeah. Calendar's beeper because she was attacked by the vampires randomly at school. And we find out that the secret date was a monster drug <laughs> show, which Giles did not appreciate. And I was like, dude, that is so dope. Miss Calendar is so dope. And G- you could tell that Giles hated every minute of it. His English sensibilities were offended by such shows of violence. Um, And they're chatting about the vampire attack. And that's when Buffy finds a picture, like an old timey photo of Drusilla. And Giles (laughs) informs her that, you know, this is Drusilla. She was killed by a mob in Prague. And Buffy's like, nah, she wasn't killed. She's alive. I saw, this is the bitch that I saw with angel and suddenly a vampire bursts into the room and pushes past them and he, she has one of giles's old-timey books and yeah. she just like jumps out the window 
And Buffy realizes that that is the vampire that Ford said that he had killed. So now we have some red flags raised about Ford and his intentions. Here we go. She caught someone in the lie. Another person. First she caught Angel in the lie. Now she caught Ford in the lie. Dude, and this was an interesting moment too because Buffy and Giles in this scene both refer to that vampire as a thing or mm, it they do yeah and usually and it was don't. a lady and it was a lady so this is um also they're like because i feel like a big part of this episode is like reminding us that vamps are not who they once were as humans they're yes. demons right yeah and like they are shells of a body that now a demon resides in and yes. so it's like a reminder of that a little bit right yes yeah uh okay so meanwhile while all that is happening in the library drusilla we are in the <laughs> we're in the warehouse the vampire warehouse where drusilla is talking to a dead bird as she does um spike confronts her for meeting up with angel dude he's like so both partners are fucking jealous of yeah. the up we're seeing yeah it's not cool they're both too hot to be hanging out with each other it is not allowed dude um, and like drusilla has been like she's talking to the dead bird being like sing for me <laughs> and <laughs> then give you a seed yeah and then spike walks up and it's like it's dead bitch <laughs> you put it in a cage and didn't feed it like what do you just like the last one what do you think's gonna happen so he is mad <laughs> and he's she so just backs away whimpering. and she whimpers she's, she's just like, like oh <laughs> and so then spike to comfort her he starts sucking on her finger and i came immediately <laughs> i'm telling you angel is so 2022 <laughs> 2023 is the year of spike sucking oh my god you feel so fucking hot um but they are so rudely interrupted i was pissed because that scene could have been longer in my opinion um this fucking dope ford just walks in and he's like wow this warehouse is nice i would totally live here it is not nice it's not somewhere that you want to live i don't know what fucking ritalin he's on he seems to be into that though dude he like their other den his place he hangs out is an old bomb shelter so he is like that is his um his goals, his decorating goals, and like re- real estate goals, dude. He wants like modern, exposed brick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. He can quote that black and white Dracula movie. So that is that's true. Hashtag goals. <laughs> um, and basically, Ford's like, "Hey, like, I want to be a vampire." Make me a vampire, and I give you the Slayer. Like, what do you say, basically? Um, and then also that vampire that has the book walks in and like gives the book to Spike. Yeah. He's like, wow, cool. Thanks. And then just throws it. We yeah. don't know what the book is about. No, we don't know what the book is, dude. It does, doesn't come into play the rest of the episode. Yeah, but it seems important because Spike was really excited to get it. And I guess like it sounds like they were there. Like Spike sent them on a mission to the school to get this book is what I'm assuming because that was what the lady like went into Giles right like and stole from his little office and so yeah we 
I assume that he Spike knew about this book and specifically asked for it and asked these vamp people <laughs> to go and get it. It's and- just like Giles's diary. <laughs> yeah, dude. The Watcher Diaries. <laughs> like, what that is-, is what they have, dude. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we have we understand Ford's plan now. Um the the next scene is at Buffy's house. Uh, Angel is at the door and is like, hey, can I come in? And Buffy's like, yeah, like once you've been invited and in, you can come in forever. He's like, I was just being polite. <laughs> Which is such a funny interaction. Um, and this is where Angel's like, hey, Ford is sus. Like we like looked him up online. He's not even matriculated like he claims. And Buffy is like, oh, yeah, he says, what about Drusilla? (laughs) Like, tell me about what's going on with her. So this, okay, this is a really big part of, like, Angel backstory um, here. So, and it's very creepy. Yeah. (laughs) But also, I was wet the whole time. (laughs) And I wish that I was Drusilla because he says that, like, okay, Drusilla was an obsession of mine she he describes her as pure sweet and chaste (laughs) which i guess is he would not be interested dude he's like she's a sexy baby (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it was a little bit it was a little cringe when he described her as chaste um and so he said first i made her insane which I makes killed- sense it's adding up <laughs> yeah i killed everyone she loves basically mentally tortured her in every way that he could hot i was like yes me next daddy um and then she <laughs> fled and tried to become a nun basically but he turned her into a demon like yeah. right before she could like say her vows. nun vows yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. do you think saying the nun nun vows would have saved her though like was her internal nun had like fought the demon that becomes a vamp and she like can't become a vamp because she's a nun i think the canon of buffy is that god is dead (laughs) like she is nietzsche is the philosopher who said that right she subscribes to nietzsche and she's like (laughs) no god is dead we live on the fucking hell mouth (laughs) like it is demons or bust Okay, also, I just want to come back for one second because I totally missed my favorite part of the whole episode when Spike and Drew are talking over her, like, dead bird, and he's like, hey, like, did you go out last night? Like, I heard you went out, and she's like, my tummy was growly. (laughs) (laughs) Really cementing the sexy baby. (laughs) Okay, wait, while we're back on that. I think I I got distracted for a minute while we were talking about that scene too because I was also thinking that when Ford walks in and he tells Spike like this is the part where you say oh right right you only have 30 seconds to live and Spike is like fuck you bro like mm-hmm. I'm not part of your weird ass shit and Ford is like say it it's no fun if you don't say it <laughs> and immediately as someone who presented pretty goth in high school, I was like, this feels like a callback to Edgar Allan's pose, Cask of Amontillado, mm. where at the very end, Montresor and Fortunato are in that creepy ass basement mm-hmm. 
and he's in the wine like, cellar or whatever right? in the yeah. wine cellar and he's brick by brick yeah. sealing the guy in mm-hmm. and he's in there with that like jester's hat on mm-hmm. and montresor's like ring the little bells it's not good (laughs) enough if you don't tinkle the little bells and then he does and then he's like now you have to say it and he makes Fortunato who's about to die say for the love of god Montresor which is my favorite thing that Edgar Allan Poe has ever written (laughs) it's so dominating and I feel like (laughs) dude Ford definitely jerks off to that fucking short story he is about it he is he's wet yeah he definitely has a villain king yeah he says yeah he does yeah all those fuckers (laughs) all the fuckers at the golf club love edgar Allan poe come on dude fuck yeah dude i was like dude he definitely is legit dude he does have some pretty good stories fuck yeah and he died a rock star's death dude like in the gutter high yeah. on opes yeah <laughs> dude honestly now that's a death <laughs> he, he married he married his teenage cousin he really <laughs> was living he had dream. a sexy baby he married he a sexy baby <laughs> <laughs> yes dude <Tom> chased. <laughs> soft girlish skin <laughs> oh. so okay so they make the deal right so um okay yeah sorry so I took us back so we were talking about Angel and Buffy in the kitchen and like Angel um you know they're having that whole weird Drusilla conversation and he's like yeah I've the one I'm why she's like how she is I hella manipulated her and like really fucked her life up do you love me (laughs) (laughs) yes daddy (laughs) Yes. And Buffy says yes. Fuck yeah, she says yes. I'm telling you, if some guy is like, I really fuck someone mentally, you're like, I love you. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah. Oh, so fucked up. Um Is that the first time they say I love you? I think so. so. Okay, okay. So it's to the next level. Somehow their relationship has evolved to the next level, even though they they fight every fucking day. It's like dude well this is how you know their relationship is healthy because he tells her a story about yeah driving someone insane by murdering everyone they love and then following it up with do you love me (laughs) classic classic Buffy and angel and then it's like a really fucking creepy end of the scene so like the camera now all of a sudden has panned and it is outside the house so we are outside Uh the house looking in as Buffy and Angel like have this conversation she's sitting he's Uh standing so it's like okay kind of a weird power dynamic happening and Uh then I just assumed it was gonna like like someone's watching, watching right and it's right. not dude. it's not we're the voice. it's a stylistic <laughs> choice it's a stylistic the choice. scene dude. it was so weird dude, and we were, we those, were like, the ones not invited curtains. in she has those like <laughs> sheer curtains you know so you can see everything and so i have curtains like that and when i bought them they're supposed to be like privacy curtains but they're totally sheer dude like i can see out them but they were like yeah like you can't see in and so for like a year honestly i still have them on my window I totally just like get naked in my room, <laughs> which faces like a pretty busy street. And like the other day, or I don't know, a few weeks ago, I was outside and I looked in at night and you could clearly see everything, dude. Like 
easily. And so I'm just like, wow, dude, people have seen me naked. Like they've definitely seen you get, get fucked as well. Masturbating. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll just like open. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't been like a post on next door. <laughs> maybe you have. Something to yeah, look maybe. forward to in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's um, a resolution. Dude. But one step up is that we do in fact close our front door and yeah in this scene she doesn't have a Angel screen comes up to the door the door is already open it's mm-hmm. like cracked open while Buffy's in the kitchen and it's like okay weird like vampires try to kill you every fucking day yeah but, but they cool. can't come in that's true they but can't come still. in she doesn't give a fuck Dude, what if they had other like demonic um, okay other yes. demonic forces yeah and they could like, have had like trying to get an arrow gun or whatever those are yeah, called like, <laughs> like a slingshot yeah. no a like fucking a crossbow, crossbow. Like a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> they could have that dude she would dude, and then angel walks in though he like walks into the open door and then he like closes it the same amount it was yeah. already do you closed. think that like the prop was fucked up like the set was broken and they were just like we don't have time we have there to shoot today they're like who ordered this door one size too big it doesn't close okay so it's either that or something about how like the closing the door like fucked with the sound they were like mm. it's picking up the sound and it's we i don't know it's the 90s yeah. can't figure it out mm-hmm. so we have to leave the door open <laughs> It was I think they weird. just wanted an opportunity to clarify, like, it's cool. Like, they're setting something up for, like, something mm-hmm. to remind the audience, like, once you're invited in one time, you can come in forever. It doesn't Dude, have and to be this is the second time. time, you're right, that we've been reminded, like, this episode. Because with Willow's house, he ha- he's like, oh, you have to invite me in. So you're right, dude. You're right. Yeah, some you're type right, of shit. You're right. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. Wow. Cool. So, <laughs> totally look forward to it. New year, new gen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you sent you texted me something about being right the other day, and I was gonna point it out, but then I was scared that it wouldn't happen again if I pointed it out. <laughs> <laughs> but inside I was like, wow. I am. It was great. Best day of my life. Um, okay, so the next fucking day, Ford comes up and he's like, I want to go hunting again. I have a surprise for you. Uh, if and he's I were wearing Buffy, orange again. <laughs> if I were Buffy, I'd be like, this is it. Someone's finally taking me to monster trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so excited. So is um, he like, like, why is he the only one in the weird cult not wearing Buffy clothes? Is it because he has this thing where he has to like, manipulate Buffy so he has to like wear these fits he like goes out in the day I guess yeah so. okay he's like it's just the earring that's how he identifies with mm. the gothy crew the earring but then, yeah he's like it's too obvious if I dress like her 200 year old boyfriend mm-hmm. like I would normally dress in my silk button-ups <laughs> yeah like when they're having crazy like blood orgies he's probably dressed up sure, like okay. that but like when he goes to like school and shit he has on his like mom <laughs> or he's clothes. not dude and they're all gothed out but he is like full Chandler <laughs> <laughs> like he's just the fr- like everyone just is like yeah this is just our friend for like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he's he like doesn't even have one. a fake name yeah he <laughs> yeah he's comfortable he's comfortable how he dresses um Buffy okay so she's gonna meet with Ford after school Buffy um 
checks in with the gang. Okay, great. We all know that Ford is sussy. Mm-hmm. Um, Ford goes back to the goth club and Kate dude is like, yeah, like tonight's night. Like, so stoked. Like, are your friends going to be there? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, like these two dudes, like one was dressed like a vampire. One was like, had red hair. They kept calling her Willow. It's all the people, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like they were here. Didn't you know? And Ford's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, no, you didn't tell me that. And all of a sudden, Buffy shows up. She's at the goth club, dude. Yeah. And dude, Ford is like, what is even the point of having a door <laughs> with a slidey whole thing if we just let anyone in? Dude, this, dude like- this episode is filled with people just barging in <laughs> to like places that are supposed to be secure. <laughs> um, okay, and so I ford goes full billy from scream moment mm, here because he the whole plot. <laughs> yes <laughs> where he so explains good. the whole plot in a super creepy way like psychotic <laughs> fucking way <laughs> right yeah for sure for sure <laughs> like, yeah like, and he first and- he's like oh they just closed the special door that only opens from the outside. So we get like, that's what they were welding. <laughs> so we get to know yeah. what was happening. And dude. he's like, actually, she's like, yeah, what? You thought I wouldn't catch on? He's like, actually, I counted on it. Like, mm-hmm. I knew you would come here. Like, this is part of my plan. <laughs> yeah, and just goes full psycho mode. Like, totally leans into that he, you know, like he seems almost like leader of the gang mm-hmm. type energy or at least the person like the deepest undercover um but this is where you kind of get a vibe that like maybe he's actually the most mentally unstable of all like the cult members or whatever like you get a taste of that when he's talking to spike but now he goes like full mask off with buffy like mm-hmm. that he's just like a fucking psycho um uh okay and then his beeper goes off <laughs> yeah it's amazing to announce that it is sunset dude and yeah it's like 6 27 <laughs> yeah so it is daylight savings I it's <laughs> I guess it's November so ah uh, yes 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 at least the release date is November okay um makes sense the last episode was Halloween so yeah oh okay. yes Okay, that's true. That's true. Uh, Drusilla, while the vampires are preparing to go attack the club, um, Drusilla says she's going to come because she needs a treat. And Spike proceeds to pull her hair back and is like, and a treat you'll have. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't watch this shit. It's too hot. <laughs> it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He's perfect in every way. <laughs> um, back at the club okay so this is where ford confesses like yeah everybody else like all the other followers they're just gonna die like yeah i know that but i don't really care because like i have six months to live yeah i have like brain, i have brain tumors twist <laughs> yes terminal brain yeah. cancer dude. in my notes i wrote i wrote like when <laughs> I have brain cancer that's inoperable. <laughs> he does like full sad cancer boy from, yeah. And then it all kind of makes sense. It's like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. I get it, dude. Why you're wanting to like live forever, I guess, and like dude. not have brain tumors. But then it's like you would have brain tumors, I guess. It's not like being a vamp cures you. 
you would just not they die. They just in six don't kill you. Yeah. yeah. And she even tells. Would him, you have headaches like, still? I know, right? That's what I'm wondering. It seems mm-hmm. like you would, but I don't know. I don't know, dude. I feel like cancer is something that like fucks with your cells. And I feel like if you don't have blood pumping into your brain, like the cancer isn't going to be able to continue. Yeah, because it's like the literal anything. growth of cells. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, they're technically dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're not like, I don't like, think- their cells aren't growing. They're not like, you know, so it can't like mastize or whatever because yeah. their cells aren't growing. So I don't think yeah. vampires get sick in any kind of way. Okay. But they're it dead. does fit into his they're life. Undead. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah wow. and Buffy tries to tell him like okay yeah like your cancer will stop growing but like you will just be a demon <laughs> like yeah. you will not this will not be you it will be somebody basically like avataring <laughs> your body like a demon avatar like you're like just an undead demon you're not actually like a little bit you which is interesting because now it begs the question like okay does that mean that the demon that is inside Angel is who loves Well, Angel? I think that they just, we get some explanation of that later. Because yeah. from what I remember, that is not necessarily the case. So okay. I do think we get some explanation of that later. And okay. so, yeah. It's getting can... harder and harder <laughs> the deeper we get into the show. Wait, so does that mean that's, does that mean that Spike's demon was just a daddy? Like, a daddy demon? <laughs> no, because you have your memories and stuff, too. Well, so it's it like could be, yeah. demon has your memories yeah you don't have shit like well, yeah. you are dead <laughs> you are yeah. completely dead the demon moves in and it, like so it, would the demon that moved into us like does that mean it would f- 420 blaze it because we did like does that like what came first the daddy or the demon that's Probably, what i want like enough. you would keep it if the if the demon was like this is fun and like it would keep it dude but it's not gonna keep any shit that sucks because it's like a hedonistic demon basically and so drusilla didn't go back to the convent you know (laughs) but she's also like not sane exactly she stayed she stays crazy well she's a hot baby baby. (laughs) she's definitely still a sexy baby Hmm. um we will have an opportunity to delve more into the yeah. mm-hmm. of this. Okay, cool. Later. Yeah, I, I feel like I remember we get like some explanation of what's mm-hmm. up with Angel and yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So um forward backhands buff. <laughs> yeah. Dude, totally. I and can't so emphasize that like, enough. I, I guess the cancer enough. is not affecting his strength. Dude. dude, okay. And it was so hard. She like flew like he has slayer strength. Like cancer has given him yeah okay and then this is the part where i was like oh he wasn't taking ritalin he was taking cancer pills it was cancer pills dude yeah sure and he just doesn't want these people to know yeah because like he's like i need to facilitate a mass murder yeah all these people they need to just think that I'm hella focused yeah. and not mm-hmm. like battling cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had in part of this trade that he worked out with Spike, he's like, you get, I'll bring you the Slayer. You turn me into a vamp. And then mm-hmm. all of these people that are part of my cult, y'all can eat. But mm-hmm. all the cult people think tonight they're going to turn into vamps. And so they're going like, to be blessed. Blessed. Yeah. <laughs> give, give us your blessing. <laughs> um, so Ford beats Buffy's ass too like he yeah. takes her to the corner and is beating her ass it maybe she's not resist 
interesting because she's like Ford, my friend oh yeah. like sad because you know that Buffy could obliterate him like immediately totally. dude she's in her strong. head it's like when I think about you <laughs> <laughs> like she's wet she's wet yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely um just then the club like because it's a shelter or whatever and so it was locked from the outside so the only that's why Buffy and everyone was trapped in there was because you could only open it from the outside so who opens it from the outside but Spike in full vamp face with his little vampy army his little vampy faced army um they all walk in uh and yeah just start attacking all of the followers not blessing them they seem to be feeding yeah them. and it's just like this mass like feeding orgy like yeah. everywhere you look they're just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah we and we do see what is it chantrell yeah yeah she chantrell. gets her choker ripped off by Spike. yeah by so Spike. hot <laughs> yeah she's and definitely gonna immediately join drusella and spike's polycule dude she's like yeah that's the treat that drew wanted that's her little treat because drew's Um, just standing there she is not feeding not even though she said she's hungry yeah dude yeah Yeah. not even van face she's literally standing in the corner just (laughs) watch dude she's her baby her baby nighty (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and so buffy sees her just like standing there and so she grabs drusella and puts a spike to her heart, basically. Dude, she and it's jumps just like from the bottom yeah. floor to the second floor. <laughs> just like, to yeah, dude. Like, like does no that crazy jump. Down without bending her knees. Dude. Like, like she can't top. beat up a teenager who's died yeah. of cancer, but she can jump. A full it shows story. that she didn't want to. Dude. That's what I yes. mean. Yeah, yeah, she was probably that. just crying that. to herself. And then, like, um, I love how mm-hmm. she basically, yeah, she takes like drew hostage with the spike right to to spike and she immediately just knows that spike is going to be hella obsessed with her like angel was Mm because she doesn't know dude but she's like oh i know like this well um giles with her giles said that she's spike sometimes pair more which i was like oh shit they're on again off again but they're super (laughs) on they're super on right now picture yeah yeah when she found the picture okay okay okay. and that's why she's like okay this she got it got it got it yeah um yeah but it actually was a moment where like spike cared more about drusilla than ford cared about anyone dude like as soon as drusilla was hostaged spike was like everyone stop and then Buffy was like, make them leave. And he's like, everyone leave. <laughs> like he, yeah. he was so down bad that he just like did anything that Buffy said to yeah. save Drusilla, dude. Like he really immediately was just like, okay, stop. Um, and he totally could have like, yeah, killed her. Like killed Buffy. Do you Buffy. think that they get in that like kind of like post cum kind of like brain confusion oh, po- post nut no because post nut is <laughs> clarity. Post clarity it's oh, not confusion right. yeah <laughs> but i feel like it feels like that sometimes where you're like uh, or like you know how when you go and get a brazilian and then they make you pay after but it's like yeah. i don't know how much to tip now i can't do math like you just pulled hairs out of my pussy and like i don't know dude why don't you do this part before i'm so confused and so it seems like they would be like that like 
Uh, like not getting to finish feeding that's it just assuming, seems like it would be really that's assuming that feeding is the most painful thing you can experience <laughs> but instead of the most is the ultimate pleasure dude <laughs> so it is like you're riding that line and so they're experiencing so, the ultimate yeah. pleasure which seems like it would give you kind of the same kind of result dude of being just like uh, yeah dude Jen's a vampire. <laughs> yeah, Jen is absolutely a vampire. Jen is secretly part of MCR. And it seems to me that however much you are tipping, you should double it because I guess you're getting pleasure from the pain. <laughs> so I think you should just tip more until after your Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, after the Brazilian, they're like, uh, happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude. Oh. It's so swollen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at this point, um, everyone leaves. They mm-hmm. immediately stop sucking off and they all fucking clear mm-hmm. out. No, and dude. All the humans, all, all the humans leave. But all the humans, humans leave are alive. Dude. Yeah. And this was crazy because I feel like many times we have seen a vampire suck neck for like two fucking seconds and they're done dead mm-hmm. it's they over. were having like a romantic you know like the lighting is nice they're in this like <laughs> bomb shelter it's like the fest foreplay yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly it's, they're not like by the dumpster needing to fucking pull out a quick nut like a quick nut yeah they're, <laughs> they're like when we have time <laughs> we have time to enjoy this meal um but yeah they make all the humans leave um or they let them leave i guess and they're all run away like ah but probably like blood dripping out their little like vampy holes <laughs> and then um but all the vamps stay and then buffy leaves right and she like shuts the door on them and so they're all trapped in the bomb shelter. <laughs> and it's so funny because you get like an amazing, super campy moment of Spike where he's like, where's the door handle? <laughs> the doorknob. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. It's a Joss Whedon episode where you get all these just jokes on jokes. Yeah. So good, dude. So campy. Okay. And then this is where I have a moment of like, wow, Buffy's like, they'll eventually get out. And then I'm like, back to that. Like, is it because? they can turn into bats sometimes because they can get out of that little hole if they were bat sized dude and then like fly away but that's not what happens because when she eventually goes back you can tell the door has been like pried open so i guess they mm-hmm. used vampy strength mm-hmm. not turning into bats which you guys have already mm-hmm. told me they can't do <laughs> but i just yeah, keep, I know, bro, not in this world. keep getting your hopes up girl i'm so sorry <laughs> but i also think it's important to note that buffy says that she's going to go back for mm-hmm. the body mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think that that really yeah i think that this episode is really marking a turning point in buffy's storyline in her personality in the way that she acts with being the slayer that this person who she cared about so much who she like let beat the shit out of her instead of like using full force to beat him down Mm -hmm. she has gotten to a point where she's like I could have saved that guy Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna lock him in a room Mm -hmm. full of vampires walk away and make a plan for the future to come back and collect his blood-drained body. <laughs> yeah, because like, she she knew about the deal he had made, but she was like, at this point in the episode, I'm like, she's like, the vampires are not going to keep their side. Like, he got played 
because they're vampires that spike you know what I mean so I'm gonna go back and get like his his dead body basically because I know he's gonna be fucking dead basically yes and she takes the body and I guess she got to decide where he was interred because he was buried in Sunnydale too like (laughs) that is what I'm saying where is this guy's parents like why is he buried in Sunnydale a place he didn't even go to school Mm. (laughs) and he just went there for a very small only one episode's late like a day a day in Sunnydale time how is that possible like yeah it's just so weird and then it's like okay they bury him must be a fast turnaround right Mm -hmm. like it could only have really been a day because in the Mm -hmm. like last scene we get with her holding flowers because she's like (laughs) bringing flowers at night of course (laughs) of course (laughs) um and he like comes out busts out all vampy and he's like from his like little vamp grave and she has her steak ready i guess she like it, she it's like when you have like that big gun like in the rose boxes <laughs> it's like she had her steak like in the, in the funeral flowers it was just like bam, and, like dust dude him. and she does him so casually like her and giles are like mid-conversation and it doesn't even really like break their conversation like they're talking about growing up getting older does life like get get easier or because it's really hard right now like for her and like being and it was hard for all of the like people that's why they wanted to be vampires that's why all the, the the goth club was invented because how hard like being a teenager is and during this like super touchy exposition is when Ford jumps out of the grave and she just is like like almost like half-heartedly like stakes him right so that's when you realize like as the viewer like maybe she didn't assume that he would be dead like she so she already in her mind knows that she will no matter what she does she's gonna be the one to decide that he is gonna be killed right so even if she like leaves him in human form behind to be killed by the vampires that's like a choice like Chris was saying but she also knows that it might you know she'll have to like stake him when he's a demon dude and it's interesting because then that means they did turn him Mm -hmm. in the shelter like Mm -hmm. they sucked most of his blood and then put some of their blood in his mouth Mm -hmm. because otherwise he wouldn't have come back and again like this this episode started out so hauntingly beautiful Mm -hmm. and it ends in this like just soul crushing beautiful sad moment between Buffy and Giles which I think throughout the entire series they will have the most heart-wrenching moments in the entire show and it's Buffy's line right before Ford comes through the grave is does it ever get easy and it's such a broad question and I think that as we move forward in this season y'all shit is about to go down she gets Mm -hmm. dark from here on out and it Mm -hmm. stays pretty fucking dark Mm -hmm. and I think that this is Buffy finally acknowledging that that not only is she killing vampires she has to watch her childhood bestie Mm -hmm. like struggle with his with his health and with his life and with his choices find out that he's a monster let him die in human form and then murder her by murder him by her own hand as he returns as a vampire and after that Giles looks to her and asks her like what do you want me to say 
he's her watcher but he's obviously already taken on this like daddy giles character and like wants to shelter her and wants to help her and we get this final lie where buffy asks him lie to me mm-hmm. like this shit's too hard just tell me tell me it's gonna get better and he's like okay it's going to be fine mm-hmm. everything turns out right in the end the good guys always win and as the scene goes to black you hear buffy call him a liar mm-hmm. the last word the last bit of dialogue in the episode yeah. is buffy saying liar and i just like my heart hurts for buffy knowing mm-hmm. that this is like her childhood has ended now she is full slayer mode mm-hmm. like this is definitely the part where things have gone from more lighthearted, goosebumpy, Scooby-Doo storylines to like, she is starting to lose her humanity. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to delve into that with you guys. <laughs> Maybe we should drink more cocktails. Yeah, listeners, we were thinking about we're going to do another special edition drinking episode. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> we know how much you all loved <laughs> loved our drunken rants. I'm assuming you did. Uh, if you didn't, tweet, tweet us at SlayerLayerPod. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, let's see. What do we have next time, guys? I didn't see what the name of the next episode is. Well, while you look for that, I'll kind of tally our death counts this episode. So it was like a pretty decent death count episode. We had three vamps. So there was the Buffy Dumpster Alley (laughs) cat fight (laughs) vamp. And then we have um, another vamp, which Buffy kills outside school. The one that's like rummaging weirdly at night and then um i guess we'll say a human death right because billy dies but then also he counts as a vamp death because buffy then stakes him um and i mean if we're gonna count all death counts i guess we should probably count there was also one bird death oh rest in paradise (laughs) an implied second bird death that's true or like any number of birds yes yeah yeah Yeah. oh it was killed by neglect (laughs) (laughs) were we all yeah We were all left at the Definitely the goth, cl- the goth kids club was almost yes. killed by neglect. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> okay, it looks like, um, yeah, join us for the next episode where we will be talking about season two, episode eight, The Dark Age. Ooh. Ooh you guys, it's getting dark. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> all right, well, thanks everyone for joining and see you next time. Bye. This episode was created and recorded by Amanda Kelly, Chris Rath, and me, Jen Rath. It was also edited by me, Jen Rath. Our theme music is by James Massa and my husband, Daniel Nico. And our cover art is by our super badass friend, Caitlin Deary. Thanks everyone for listening. 